Man, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite new podcast. I'm your host, Keith B. F. Your Feelings Podcast. Statement that's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, friendship, and everything in between. I got my brothers here. My man, Lo, Mike, David. How y'all doing tonight? See, what's good, man? Feel good to be back. You dig? Yeah, man. It's like riding a horse. (laughs) Back in action. Survived halfway through 2022. Right, right. No, you're right. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Um, and that's because of uh, a, a lot of different factors. Um, you know, and I obviously I had some personal stuff I was going through. So, but um, but now we back at it. So I don't even really know what episode we on to be honest with you. But you know, for all of our listeners who uh who stuck around through the hiatus, yo, shout out to y'all for for tuning in. If y'all listen to this one. Um, as always, we're going to talk about something deep, something cool and, and something, you know, a little silly. So, you know, keep everybody entertained. Um, so, yeah, man, like Lo was saying, man, we got a lot to talk about um, and we can go in a bunch of different directions with it. Uh, we can start with Biden economics. Um, we can talk about guns and, uh, you know, we can talk about some some foolishness as well. So, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Mike, you actually had a really good topic. Um, you just mentioned a, a few minutes ago talking about outlet, um, and I and I assume when you say outlet, you're referring to like you know like stress relieving, um, you know what 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 methods or methodology or approaches that we use as men to uh, to, to to relieve stress. Um, how do y'all feel about starting with that one? Is that is that cool? Yes, sir. Let's get yes, it. Awesome. So, um, and we were joking about it, but. Busting a nut is actually a stress relief uh, for, for for many men. Um, uh, might use the example of Nick Cannon. He seemed to uh, he does it uh, purposefully on a, on a certain window of the month. That way he can uh, continue to reproduce his seed on the face of this earth. Shout out to Nick, you know, for uh, carrying the torch. You know, that's a, what's crazy. You know, you know, I, I read the other day. A lot of people are scared that um, we as a as a as a nation and actually all around the world population um, is starting to decrease. Um, You know, like people are having less and less kids, you know, but thank God for Nick Cannon for busting (laughs) them wide open and and producing one after the other. That that ain't everybody that's scared. There's there's certain demographics that are saying that. Let's let's just be real (laughs) for a second. (laughs) Well, I mean, and bro, like if you really think about it, I know I'm getting way off topic, but when you really think about it, the only people I know that are comfortable just busting one in a woman with no regard, you either rich and you got a lot of money. Elon Musk. Or you poor and you live on the street. Ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> Ain't no in yeah. between. Uh. Ain't no in between. Because anybody in between that's got a J-O-B and paid some taxes <laughs> and got to pay. Consideration. Who you telling? <laughs> Nigga, like, I pull out religiously, like, for the last seven years. Wait a minute, hold on. How, how old is, is the kid? I think he's five. Okay, no, never wait a minute, but he almost six. So, yeah. So, listen, I've only stuck in once in the last six years. Just let that sink in. Nigga, I can't yeah, afford, I can't afford this, this Biden economics and all this inflation. You know, uh, what you call it? Everybody be talking about uh, they have all this stuff going around. So, you know, it ain't even people in relationships that's just going out. You know, you got Tinder. Like, hey, man, I don't do that. I don't, I don't, I don't wrap it up no more, you know. So, apparently, that's that's very common these days. People are just like, hey, I, I, I knew what you were talking about in the 90s, talking about, you know, wrapping it up and all this kind of stuff. This is the year 2022. And uh, we just we just firing on all well, shit. Okay, okay. Well, well, mind you, I've been in a monogamous relationship for the last 15, yeah, about 15 years. So, but just to put that out, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't judge them brothers because, nigga, I ain't used a condom since 08. So what, what are we, 2022? This man said 08. So it's, it's been 14 years since I put a rubber on. Like, I, I might have some rubbers on me and them mugs might be like about 15. You open that package and dust fall out. That's what I'm saying. Bruh, like, I'm, 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 it's, it's kind of funny that you know the year. Like, legit. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, everybody knows when you know the year. That was a huge embarking 
pinnacle, bro. Like, like that that changed my life. Cause like you thought fucking was good up until that point, and then you did it without the rubber, and you was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is what Adam and Eve experienced. Not Adam and Eve. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is why they were so fond of the garden. That was the spot. <laughs> so. Okay, I'm way off topic. Right, so, so yes, busting a nut is an outlet. Does anybody else have any other outlets that they like to use? Just uh, stressful. I just want to say, everybody, please practice safe sex. Um, in case you have all wondered, because no one talks about it, the HIV, aka HIV, is still in the game. Well, and everything, now. yes, yes. And for my brother Keith, if you are interested in retiring the pullout game, you know we make a thing called vasectomies. You know, the game is strong. Mm. You, you can go ahead and tap out when you're ready, but it sounds like you're not ready. So you know, mm. flourish on, my brother. Yeah, I mean, we, we we gearing up for the second one, so that's why we ain't done it. But trust me, I already told her once she hit the second trimester, I'm I'm going straight to the clinic, I'm getting signed up. And mind you, they might pass a law in Texas that prevent brothers from doing that, so mm. I might have to take that trip to uh, to uh, Canada or wherever the, the, the new the new. Hey man, you right there by Medico. They do everything down there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I won't make it back. That's the problem. I, I I feel like I I won't make it back. That's that's uh you know people go missing all the time down there. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, back on topic. Keith was talking about um what the the original the topic was what is your outlet if you have one what is it? Um, a lot of times we as men specifically, um you know the 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 daily grind, life, work, family, all those things are are so just paramount in your day-to-day that self-care, you know, is a word, a new word people use now, is not a priority in our lives, you know, outside of, you know, maybe going to the range, going to the gym, you know, going to the lake or whatever, what, what are a lot of us are specifically, what are we doing um, as outlets? I'll give a one for me is actually this show. Um, When we started this show, the intention was not to have, a cabillion people listening to the show, but it was just an opportunity for us to fellowship with one another on, on a consistent basis. So, you know, uh, Lorenzo mentioned, you know, pre pre show that sometimes you may have an opportunity for an outlet, but what happens when you need that need an opportunity the next time that, that may not suffice. So, you know, that's, that was the whole premise of the question. How are we taking care of ourselves and allowing ourselves to have outlets away from the rigors of daily life. Well, and kind of like what you said, um, alluding back to what I was talking about before the show, you know, at least for me, I know that I don't have a go-to outlet. You know, it's like you hear about social media. On, I think it was mainly a thing that was on TV where, you know, people would have this thing, this activity that they would go and do that would always de-stress them. And um, I don't know, you guys tell me, is, is that, has that ever been a thing in your life that there was always one thing that no matter how bad of a day you were having, how tough a week, you know, you go and do that and that's your happy place? Because for me, you know, there are a, a group of things that I enjoy, but there isn't any one thing that's like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to cheer me up. I'll be straight after this. Um, I always have to kind of figure it out as I go. And things that I used to enjoy when I was in my twenties don't necessarily work the same way in my thirties, um, either because life has changed or I changed. So how about you guys? I think that's the key. You said something that, that's, that's powerful, man. Cause, um, you do change. And literally for me, I feel like I change every five to 10 years. So, you know, it's, it's just knowing myself spending time with myself and, you know, outside of the roles of husband, dad, brother, friend, I'm spending time with me because I'm changing. So now it's like for me being out in, 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 in the mountains, being by the water, um, that's, that's my peaceful place. That's my happy place. Before it was me always shooting. I would go to the range and I could go shoot and I'm good. And it comes everything. But now I'm getting to a, to a space where those little calm, quiet moments, I love to shoot, but it doesn't do, 
it doesn't give me the peace as being out by the mountains or being out by the water. So, and that's, that's something that is just, just came about. Um, water has always been a thing, not so much the mountains, but the mountains has, has, has kind of grown on me to give me a different perspective of, of, of for real life, man. Um, so that's, that's, that's the heavy part about it because you do change and, and, and being cognizant of when you change is, is, is the key. I think. Do you think that's something that you have to consciously put time towards to figure Absolutely. out what you got to make time today? Yeah. Absolutely. You got to, and, and, and just as, as you're strategic about putting time everywhere else, you got to be strategic about making time for you. Because if you're not your best self, then you can't be yourself, best self for everybody else. Yeah. And that's what I'm really learning. Like, even with, with me being a husband and a dad, if I'm not my best self and I'm not in tune with where I am, then I can't give them my best. I can give them pieces and bits, but I can't give them my best self. Yeah, I'm right there with you because I know even just thinking back, well, shoot, it's been two and a half years of pandemic. Uh, call it four, five years ago. You know, my thing and, and you know, Keith and Mike could tell you, I, I wash a car. You love getting out there washing them cars. Um, I, you know, Mike, I, I came in detailed up the Lancer, you know, gratis, free of charge. That was my thing. You know, Keith, I come over there, get that water hose and be like, Hey, we wash every car in the driveway. Um, these days it's, it don't hit like it used to, uh, maybe it's cause I have a smaller driveway, but you know, now I just be like, eh, you know, it's going to rain tomorrow. It'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say my my shit stay dirty. Um, so I mean to 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 uh, Dave's point, man. I mean every five to ten years, yeah, it it seems to be a shift, definitely for me. Um, something I recently kind of like stumbled on, and and I I was watching uh, uh the uh, pastor of, of the church I used to attend in Orlando, and um, talking about like how you uh, how you handle certain stresses in your life, and so sometimes. We as individuals, we try to treat uh, certain stresses that are making us, um, you know, bringing whatever turmoil to our to our to our psyche or to ourselves. We'll, we'll we'll handle it with things that we're trying to treat symptoms. I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? So, like, you know, I mean, examples would be like, you know, drinking or you know, smoking, you know, whatever we, you know, or, or whatever uh, cigarettes you know, whatever your, your take is. Um, and so a lot of times we're, we're trying to treat these symptoms uh, with, you know, things that have nothing to do with the problem, right? And in itself, like, yeah, it's like a Band-Aid. It may suffice for a little while. Um, it may make you, you know, I, I, I joke with my wife, I call it the feel good, right? Like, I just want to, quoting that Monsters Ball, <laughs> Holly Bear, like, I just, I just want to feel good, you feel me? So, you know, we'll do these things to make us feel good. But then, you know, less than 24 hours later, you write back to feeling like shit. Um, something that I had to start doing, and, and it's, <laughs> it's still tough for me, is to um, stop and, like, legitimately think about what's triggering my, 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 my anxiety or my stress. And then go look in the Bible and go try to look for a verse or a scripture that, you know, gives you the tools needed to, to fight that feeling. Um, and I know that's not for everybody, right? I know not everybody believes or, or, or you know, has the same uh, walk in faith as I, I do. Obviously, I'm, I'm imperfect just based off of the intro on how we started. So, um, <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, I am a firm believer in Jesus Christ. And I, and I do believe that the word does have the answers um, for all of our troubles. And so, um, but being cognitive, and being self-aware to stop and really make that an option, right? That's the hard part. Cause for me, yeah. most times it's, I'm, I'm not there, right? Like I'm not mentally, you know, have the capacity to stop and think about, well, let me go pick up my Bible. And, you know, and I'm starting, I'm trying to train myself to get to that point, right? Where that's mm -hmm. the first option. Cause usually for me, it's like, all right, I'm gonna go to the store, get some Crown Royal. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. let me, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me that's real. Nah, that's good, for real. 
Right, right. You know, or maybe it's a show I like to watch. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of comedy, so like you know, it's a bunch of stuff on Netflix, or maybe it's video gaming. You know, I, you know, play a play a video game or something. Like I will, I will look for almost every other outlet except the Bible. And so, I'm learning that you know, if I choose that first, and I legitimately set time and devote towards reading, like there is a piece about it that starts to kind of reside on you and and allows you to be able to handle those stresses a, a lot better. So. But that's just me and my love journey. It. Love it, love it. Yeah, now what's nah. what's cool, man, is is what you said about taking time to realize, okay, what is it? What is that it? And deal with that it, you know what I'm saying? Instead of going in and doing the feel good. Because it's easy to go do the feel good, but it's hard to deal with that it. I deal with your it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight out. And I think that's that's where... We as men, we miss it because we always so strong. We always so tough. Um, and we don't deal with it. We we go and, and, and find other things instead of dealing with the situation at hand. Um, and that's 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 a whole nother piece in itself, man. Um beginning in 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 dealing with the it and then having people around you to hold you accountable to your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, is really where where I see like the paradigm shift in, even in my life. Um, well, like to be totally honest with you, me me and my wife relationship is the point where I want her to call me out on my it. I want her to call me out on my stuff so that I can hear it and like, okay, bet. Let me go back and and look at it for real. Um, and then I have to deal with it. I got to deal with it. And I got a group of dudes around me. It's like, yo, man, hey, even if I don't agree, I'm like, yo, let me see if I, what's, what's the, what's the, if this is solid enough, even though she's closest to me, we still, we still, we Venus and Mars. So having that type of accountability check on it as well, man, that's, that's life changing, bro. For real. It is, man. It is. And having that support system in place is, is, is key, you know, and it kind of brings me to like our, our next topic. And so, um, man, gun violence has been a big issue going on within our country right now. Um, we've seen a lot of a lot of shootings um, as of late um, in public areas. And, and you know, I, I hate even mentioning the one that came up in Texas mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, Uvalde, um, you know, with, with the just massacre of, of children at school, which hits home for me, right? You know, and a lot of us that, that have children. Um, and so, you know, when you start, you know, looking into the story, watching the news, and you start to see the the the, the young man that was involved. I mean, you know, not not granted, I am not trying to make any excuses for his actions by, you know, no means, right? But clearly, this man has some issues, right? Clearly, you know, what we're talking about with outlets, right? I mean, for some odd reason, in his head, he he made the decision that his outlet was going to be go and shoot up a school, right? And so, you know, obviously, he's not mature enough to have that self-awareness and that support, you know, from, from well, it sounded like he didn't have the support at home. To, to help him deal with whatever issues that they, that he was having. I mean, how do y'all feel about shit like this, man? Cause like at the end of the day, I mean, you know, now a lot of people are political, you know, politicizing it and, you know, making it to where now they're saying, okay, well, you know, we need to take away AR-15s cause that's the problem, you know? And, you know, I always quote that, that one scene in a, I forget what movie it was. It had Chris Tucker in it. I want to say it was Money Talks where he said, uh, guns don't kill people. Dumb motherfuckers with guns kill people. Like that's that facts. Big a gun can't shoot anybody without somebody being behind it to pull the trigger. You feel me? You you got to check the person that's holding the gun, right? You know, and unfortunately, certain states, certain laws are a little lax, and you know, and that's a whole nother topic. That well, actually, (laughs) no, we we can talk about it now. But how how do y'all feel about that situation? And then like gun violence and 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 the the politicizing of 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 what these events have been occurring. Well, I'll just uh, I'll summarize a letter that I recently sent to um, 
my my congressperson, my U.S. House representative, and then another senator, not from Florida because none of the Florida senators give a shit. But um, it's basically it's like, hey, you know, everybody always talks about personal responsibility in this country on, on one side when they don't want to talk about you know restricting gun sales or anything like that. Um, I was like, hey, one of the common things that we're seeing here is that a lot of these mass shooters are young men typically white men but that's not they don't have monopoly on it and the numbers show it there's not necessarily monopoly on it um between the ages of 17 and 23 24 something like that that are able to legally purchase their guns and then go and commit these crimes so i was like hey check this out everybody wants to talk about personal responsibility gun responsible gun ownership and all this stuff let's make it like this if you're under the age of 25, as a part of your background check, which should be universal, there should not be a, a gun show loophole, in my opinion, um, you have to have either a parent, legal guardian, or some kind of law enforcement officer, somebody who's who can vouch for your sound state of mind, your responsibility with a firearm, and some basic level of proficiency co-sign on your background check, basically saying that this person is good to own a gun. And... What comes with that is for three years or until the person turns 25, any crimes committed by that person with the gun, you, you get the same charge. And then let's see how many people are in a hurry to buy a little Timmy or, you know, you know, whoever their, you know, their first AR or something like that. Um, you know, I think that that's everybody wants to talk about personal responsibility. Let's get some skin in the game. And if you are somebody out there in the country teaching your kids how to be a hunter or something like that, um, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be an issue. You know, I trained them since they were however many years old, they're responsible. We know what to do. So I'm not worried about buying a hunting rifle. Um, if it's the kid that's been on 4chan and, you know, Stormfront online and all these hate groups and, you know, they kind of crazy and everything like that, you might maybe have second thoughts before you put your name on that piece of paper. Um, is it going to solve everything? No. Well, based on the news, it would potentially stop the last three or at least force them to have to go and try to find, you know, an illegal gun or something like that. So, you know, there's a lot of other issues, but, you know, there's this on one side, they like, oh, we need to repeal the Second Amendment. On the other side, they're like, oh, we can't do anything. Any, any, any regulation is infringement on Second Amendment. It's like neither one of those is going number one, bring back all these dead kids, and number two, keep anybody from, you know, getting killed because it's not going to happen, so. Yeah, no, bro, I mean, if I'm being honest, like, I kind of like what you uh, proposed, and um, I mean, I'm not saying that that, that's the only solution, right, but I mean, essentially you're saying a cosign, right, like, like you you Mm -hmm. want people to cosign. If it's good enough enough for a car loan, it's good enough for a gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, and then the the twenty five thing. I mean, that that's yeah, so. Are, are you using that as like scientific? Because I've heard people say like your brain isn't necessarily well, fully and particularly developed. for men, for males of the species, right. they say that you know your 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 brain maturation doesn't really finish until you're around twenty five years old. 25. And you know, mm-hmm. I think all of us, you know, you think back to after twenty five and before twenty five. You know, there's there's a level of clarity, at, you know, at least I've experienced a level of clarity after, you know, the middle of my 20s that wasn't there um, yeah. when I was a younger man. Yeah, right. man I, was, I was Batman crazy to about 25, 26. Yeah. Um, but that, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you what, though, um, just with the, you know, the 2A community, man, like any, it, it looks at it as any movement, anything that has to do with, you know, regulation, then it's not happening. Um, And unfortunately, they have politicized a lot of it. And that's where I see a lot of the problem. I absolutely agree with you um, as far as the co-signing and the age group, because it's, it's, it's overwhelmingly an age group that is committing um, these crimes and having um, creating creating the situation in which we're in. Now, I, I, I we pay so much attention to the AR. That's 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 the whole conversation. The AR, the AR, the AR. Um, 
which is 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 dumb to me. Just just to be very honest, it's kind of dumb to me because any 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 weapon at that point, I don't care what they have, they could have a, a nine million um, that has you know thirty rounds in it and go in and get busy. So my thing is is making sure that the person is mature enough to handle the weapon, have training enough to know how to handle the weapon. Um, and, and, and man, it's, it's, that's, that's one of my sticky ones, man. Cause I, I don't, I don't like messing with, and especially nowadays with all the, the, um, rescinding of laws and chopping off of laws. I don't, I really don't like taking away laws from people. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't okay. like taking away rights from people at, at this point. Cause it's like, where do we stop? Well, to you me, know, it kind of goes back to the discussion. Now you're talking about a whole, a whole nother, other bunch of laws that they're talking about rescinding. It's like, what are you talking about? It's, it's, it's crazy. But whenever you're talking about guns, it's, 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 it's different. And I, I, I will say, I love what I love what you propose. Um, but at right now, man, it's, it's what they're doing with laws. Period. Um, it's, it's kind of scary, bro. And I'll be honest with you, that's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, I think back to the discussion on the text of the Second Amendment, where, you know, they talk about uh, well-regulated militia is, you know, essential to the function of the state and, you know, the rights, the right to bear arms as a part of that well-regulated militia shall not be infringed. Everybody always forgets the first part of that amendment about, you know, there being a responsibility that comes along with this right. and everybody wants to to have this unlimited right to have you know as many and as big and as you know high capacity guns as you want like you say when it comes down to a specific piece of hardware and everybody on this call you know everybody that that is, is talking on this conversation we know the difference between ar and, and you know whatever else is out there the yeah. fact of the matter is um when these laws were written they, they didn't make any distinctions because you had muskets and gunpowder, black powder, that kind of stuff. You know, you, you didn't right. have, you know, 30, 100 rounds in a, in a magazine, bow down a whole school in one go, that kind of stuff. So when you, when you have this advancement in technology, that to me goes with a great level of responsibility. Um, the way I read the Second Amendment is talking about our collective defense of our country and not you know, me being able to go in and just have this to do whatever I want to do with it. You know, I, I just think that there should be some level of responsibility that goes along with exercising this right. And if you can't demonstrate that you're a responsible citizen and going to contribute to, you know, the responsible gun ownership of your community, then why, 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 why should we afford you an unlimited right? When, mm. when it's clear that there's a danger that comes with people just not having any kind of any kind of training and no responsibility. Right. No, I agree, man. I agree. I always joke. I say, listen, if they want to take them, y'all can take them. Y'all can take mine. Just let me be last. I just want to be last. <laughs> right. You, feel me? you know, don't, 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 don't ask mine first. Now I, I, I got an issue. <laughs> Is um, he, bro, I'm, I, I, I couldn't say that I'm giving up mine. I, I feel you. Well, we come at it from a different direction, right? I mean, you know, we talking yeah. about all this stuff, but you know, everybody on on this talk, we all black. Yeah. So you know, we don't. I I certainly didn't buy it because I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to overthrow the government one day. I was like, nah. <laughs> if the last 400 years of this country's history have been in in indication, I might need this to defend myself against my <laughs> other citizens. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm yeah. I, I need to be able to defend my family, man, and, and that's that's. And me, I'm like, like, I tell everybody, I'm, I'm, I'm not a defense type shooter. I'm more of a recreational shooter. You know, True. I go shoot, shoot for recreation. Me and my wife, we enjoy it. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's fun for me. Um, and while I'm having fun, I'm working on my skills of defense, right. and, and, and shifting that mindset. But a lot of people that don't shoot, they're like, oh my gosh, AR-15. Well, why, why do you need that? What it, that's that's a military grade weapon. Nah, not so much. Maybe, maybe if you educate yourself, go out and shoot. You know, be around the community and be around people. 
instead of allowing fear or guilt to move your decisions, then I think that um, that changes things, man. Because I, 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 in in these times, guilt and fear are driving eighty percent of decisions on both sides, um, and it's 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 getting a little bit overboard for me. Yeah. No, absolutely, bro. I mean, and that, and those are to me the uh, the tactics used by mass media to control the masses, right? To to force, you know, their agendas. You know, they they they, they use that to to drive their their personal agendas. So, but I don't know, man. We won't we won't solve it today. But you know, I, I appreciate y'all boys for at least being willing to have the conversation. So. All right, let's talk about this inflation, buying economics, bro. Like, I, I promise you on everything I love, like, I did not I did not see this coming. I knew a recession was probably coming. I knew, you know, the stock market was eventually going to, you know, start to trend downward just because, you know, based off of trends, right, usually around 10 years or, or a little over 10 years, you start to see things go in a different direction. But, um, bro, like... So I'll, I'll be, you know, transparent with our listeners. Like I'm in the process of, of buying a home, and what's what's just complete asinine to me. If if you're not if you're not from the U.S., um, just to fill you in, prices of homes went ridiculous because uh, I ain't trying to blame it all on a group of people, but it seemed like a lot of people come from California with a whole lot of money <laughs> and got a lot and and are willing. I, matter of fact, to our listeners, would you pay? A hundred thousand dollars over what the sticker price was on something. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, if you was buying something, let's say you buying a car, and you really want this car. I mean, you really want it. You might, you might pay maybe four, five, maybe six stacks over. Hundred stacks over? Would you pay a hundred with no contingency? You ain't even cranked that bitch on, and you ready to pay a hundred stacks on? I just don't understand how these people from California got all this money and all this buying power. And I assume if they got a lot of money, they must be smart, but they ain't that smart. Cause they buying shacks in the hood for a half a million dollars. Now, with that being said, now you got prices of homes being driven up. My boy Biden, he done him and uh, what, what's old buddy over the Federal Reserve? I forget his name. Jerome Powell. Um, Okay, pow, they over there messing with the uh, the interest rates. And so now, if you want a half million dollar home, if you ain't paying cash, you're going to have a 6 7% interest. Ladies and gentlemen, your mortgage is going to be at least four to $6,000 a month. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, some people got it. I ain't going to lie. Some people got it. But I'm going to tell you right now, your boy Keith ain't got it. I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got it. I ain't got it. <laughs> how is this affecting y'all? I mean, like, I know not everybody in a position of buying a home, but just inflation in general. I mean, bro, like, somebody told me like something crazy in like California, like a pack of bacon is like ten dollars, like something stupid, like you know. And then we ain't even, you know, I mean, we could touch on gas, but like, bro, I got a thirty gallon tank and I drive a, a Ram fifteen hundred. Nigga, it's one hundred and fifty dollars every time I go to the pump. You want to talk about being on my scooter? I'm on the scooter. Man. And you know the crazy part about it? Gas ain't even $100 a barrel right now. Crude oil That's what ain't I'm saying. even $100 a barrel no. right now. No. So, I mean, the stuff that you're talking about, it's, it's a lot of different things that are hitting right at the same time. And then the pandemic is thrown on top of all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, let's talk about your housing thing. You know, yeah, it's a bunch of people from California heading out. But you remember the pandemic? everybody got a chance to work from home. So all these people that lived in cities, red, blue cities, wherever you want to be, they like, hey, I ain't got to live here no more. I'm going to go to wherever. And, no, you're right. And they like, let's go all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the thing that, and so I'm, I'm located in Florida. One of the big things that's been driving up housing prices all over Florida is that you have a ton of institutional investors, businesses, you know, um, fund management funds and all that kind of stuff yeah. buying up tons of houses and renting them out and they rent them for as much money as they can get out of the market and that's what's driving up a lot of the prices at least here in central florida where i'm at 
I know down in Miami, it was the same thing. And it's not even a U.S. thing because um, Canada, they basically said that if you're not from Canada, if you're not based in Canada, you're not a Canadian citizen. Um, I think in Ontario, which is where Toronto is, they're like, we're not letting you buy properties, mm. residential properties, because the shit is getting out of control. That's um, right. So there's all that. And I've actually been reading a lot about um, what's kind of got us into this situation in the first place. And a lot of it is um, zoning, you know, all these single family homes, which, you know, I think almost everybody here, if they don't live in one now, they have in the past. Um, everybody want to move to the same place. But a lot of these desirable cities and areas and everything like that, and we're all new developments, all single family homes, very low density housing. And, you know, ain't nobody going to build a house and be like, hey, I only want 100000 for this when I can get 500000 um, for, you know, the same house in the same situation. So, you know, there's low volume. People are willing to come and show up and spend $100,000, $200,000 over what the market was, sight unseen, no contingency mm-hmm. just to be able to get into the area. And uh, at this point, it's kind of like, where do regular people live? Easy, and, you know, easy, I, I make man. decent money, but at at this point, you know, if I were to sell my my little town home right now, I, I would basically have to move out of Central Florida. Yeah, where you gonna go? Yeah, where you gonna yeah. go? Nah, man, but you you like you hit it on the head. You look at a, a lot of these hedge funds buying thousands of homes. Um, also, man, just you look at how Zillow made they play, bro. Like they bought. Bought up a lot of homes, drove the, you know what I'm saying? Drove prices. Equity value up around them now, you know, it's it's through the roof. Yeah. Um, and everybody thought they was crazy when they was doing it, whenever they started talking about, you know, bankrupt and, and, and trying to settle it. But man, the market went crazy, bro. Like literally. Um, but and and that's just houses, man. I like Keith, you said talking about you want want wanted something bad, man. I wanted that um F one fifty lightning or that Bronco. I want it bad. Not gonna um, but for real, right now, man, ain't no way. I'm not paying ten thousand dollars over. Yeah, what is worth, man? No, I, I just, I, I, I can't. I, I, in my good mind, I cannot bring myself to do that, bro. And and, and some people are doing it, but for me, man, it's 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 just not a good money move, you know. And, and yeah. you look at next year. Round next year, then everything is start falling back because everybody gonna pull back money because they can't. What, what you gonna do? Yeah. Food high, gas high, cars high, house high. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're right. So, so you're they right. gonna have to they they gonna have to shake something. Eventually, and it ain't even like people making up much because you know when you hear about inflation, you usually think it's you know oh there's just so much extra money floating around out there, and you know yeah we had a little bit of stimulus and stuff like that on on the individual household level, but. You know, everybody talking about some, oh, you know, the stimulus budgets, which, you know, passed under Trump and Biden, you know, a couple thousand dollars, you know, one, two thousand dollars. That money been gone for years now. <laughs> yeah, you know, nah, dude. I don't, I, I don't think that was it. I think like somebody made a point and I don't know, y'all could probably, you know, argue with me. It was, a, it was quite a few people who had a job, but, you know, obviously got laid off. And they sitting on the couch and now they're getting like, you know, stimulus money, but, but it's to the point to where they're making more money just sitting at home chilling. All that money bingo. Going to work. Yeah, no, it has, it has. Um, but the problem was like in, in, in that time period, a lot of those people that was doing them, them odd end jobs or, you know, whether they was like a waitress or they they didn't go back to, to, to what they was doing. Mm -mm. So, a lot of them ended up going to do something else, you know, to make more money. Now you left this gap, right? And then on top of that, y- your talent pool, and, and now now I'm going obviously above like the, the the normal like you know blue collar work. But look at how much employers now are compensating, um, you know, uh, incoming talent, right? Like I mean, people got paid ten times over if you if you was willing to switch jobs or relocate mm-hmm. during this time period, right? And so mm-hmm. it's almost like in order for companies to sustain their profit, they had to increase the uh, prices and stuff, you know, oh, yeah. and that, and that's starting to just trickle down all the way to us. So, but nah, man, it's, 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 it's crazy. Just even talking about, you know, 
the the job pool right now, man. It's it's ridiculous. You know, people don't figure out how to sustain off of their side hustle. Like yeah. straight up, you know, um a lot of the the creators, content creators, um you influencers and different things like that, people jumping on that and they making money doing it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Making more than them on their feet in these restaurants. They're like, nah, we're gonna do this. Oh, I'm gonna show y'all how to bake some cakes or or whatever my skill is. I'm gonna show you how to do it and I'm gonna make money doing that. Um, and I think that's that's been a huge shift in people. I don't think people are taking it as serious or looking at it um, for what it is. Because in the future, you got to think our kids are growing up in this world. And they're growing up in that world, the uh, roadblocks, the metaverse and all of these different things. So going to somebody's job to work is not is not their thing. Their thing is more figure it out. Let's create. Let's figure out um, creative ways to make money. And we're going to be in a real world of hurt if we don't figure out um, how to incentivize people to start doing these soft skill jobs again. Um, because well, people ain't trying to work like that no more, bro. Well, people ain't right. trying to be worked like a dog for, for peanuts. <laughs> that part. And so that to me shines a bigger light on a major flaw. And I know I'm about to get cussed out by somebody. Um, a major flaw on our on our economic uh, platform of, of being capital capitalist, right? Like capitalism, I had explained to somebody, somebody has to lose in order for capitalism labor. to work. Yep. Right. You need mm-hmm. cheap labor. Right. Somebody's got to lose people. So like not everybody can hit the, the crypto lotto and, and be millionaires. Like buddy at McDonald's who, you know, got dreads and ain't got them retwisted in the last seven months. <laughs> he ain't got enough money. If, if if that brother hits the lotto, nigga, you ain't never seeing him again. And unless you got the technology to replace his his labor, I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's you know, it, it can't work. So like to, to Dave's point, if everybody got on Meta and just started creating content, if, if, if every woman in America had her only fan, <laughs> And was making them bands from making that shit clap. I'm just saying, bro. Like, like nobody can't. This is this is not sustainable. Somebody has to lose. Hey. And so, you know, now they're talking about. I mean, like, listen, like a lot of, and I ain't trying to get, you know, like, oh Jesus, I already know I'm about to get uh, canceled. We already so, like, keep going. So, so like, even on the Roe v. Wade shit, right? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I 100 feel that women should have in control of their bodies, straight up. Like, I, I told one person, listen, I'm, I'm pro-life. I, real talk, I'm pro-life, I'm a Christian. But at the end of the day, Jesus Christ died on the cross, and he still don't make us serve him. You feel Come me? On. That's still a choice. Hmm. So you can choose to go to hell, just like a woman can, should be able allowed to choose what, what she do with her body. Now, hmm. I'm still pro-life, but at the same time, that ain't that I ain't no woman, and that and that and that, and that ain't my call. Mm. Now, now, however, when you think about this, right? Like somebody said, and I I forget. I want to say it was it was a quote from Jane Elliott. She quoted some guy that wrote a book talking about um, two things. Number one, uh, white people staying in power in this country, because if you really think about like contraceptives, contraceptives in general. And like the ability to even have abortions, right? Unless unless you own somebody insurance, and I could be wrong, right? I'm I'm sure there's free women's clinics that, that do it, but nine times out of ten, the person that's getting divorced is, is typically somebody that's white. It's a white female, um, you know. Mm. And I and I and I, and I know this is gonna sound bad, mm. but a lot of brothers and sisters, you know, we like to have a lot of kids because that's how we live on the system. But <laughs> nevertheless. <laughs> I, I ain't trying to take jabs. I'm just saying, like, when you think about it, Cancel. it ain't, I know, right? I know. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't us that's going to the clinic to, uh, to get the abortion. You feel me? Nowadays. And so, you know, somebody wrote a book about it where they was like, yo, like, we got to stop letting this happen to our, our race. Otherwise, we ain't going to be in power. We ain't going to be in control. Okay. That's number that's- one mainstream conservative ideology at this point. They talk about that on Fox News primetime. It's called a great replacement theory. That's that's not it, that's not anything new. They've been working to this for this since the last fifty years since Roe passed. They've been working towards this. Exactly. So that, that's not anything new. 
True. So that's so. All right. So cool. So I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that's not. You know, that's a, that's an old public service announcement. The second thing I've been thinking about is this: they still want us to reproduce, right? Because nine times out of ten, what's the chances of? Of I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's increased dramatically. I think you're seeing more uh, educated minorities coming out, you know, and and being successful in, in our in our society. But at the same time, you know, there's still quite a few of us that are still stuck in that mentality that you know we, we from the hood we're gonna live in the hood we're gonna die in the hood and so you know if, if we're gonna work or maintain any sort of uh you know job it's gonna be of that lower skill right and so they need they need those lower skill workers to still come in and, and perform these jobs because you know they, they ain't gonna make their kids do it right mm-hmm. you know and then little Susie, who you know then started the OnlyFans. I mean, she she making bands. So at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, somebody got to do the work is what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. And so I think more than anything, it's just shining a light on the flaw of our of our you know economy and 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 how it's not sustainable, right? You know, there are adjustments that need to be made, not to force people to lose, but I'm just saying put stuff in, in place to where like you can't pay a hundred stacks over on a, mm. on a piece of property. You know, yeah. that way you're not causing, you know, a, a huge, you know, economic shift. Right. And in, in regards to like inflation or whatever, like it, I, I see it almost like a traffic jam. Right. Like, bro, like you can't have three old ladies in every lane driving 20 miles under the speed limit. You're going you're gonna to back up traffic. You feel me? Yeah. And somebody going somebody got to get a ticket. So that way the, tra- the, the, the state of traffic keeps flowing at a, at a, at a decent rate. Like something has to be in place to regulate, you know, these these, you know, capital investors or, you know, even, you know, normal people buying homes like, hey, you can only go this much over. Otherwise, you're going to cause an economic crash within this market. You, 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 you communist talking like that. Regulation, <laughs> this free market capitalism up in here, baby. We, we don't do regulation. But <laughs> now the book you're talking about is um, Ben Wittenberg, um, The Burger. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's yep. the book you're talking about, man. And um, it's a great read, bro, to be honest with you. Um, and, he, and, and he, just to go back to, uh, the, I put a pin on that Roe versus Wade piece, man. And it's it's most of the faith-based community that's hollering and going crazy about this. But whenever you really take a look at it, man, like you're rolling back rights, for women and the people that are making these decisions aren't women. <laughs> so how in the world, and, and as you, as you said, God, he gave us free will. Pharisees had to seize. They was trying to make laws and change it. They were the ones that were doing that. It was like, Hey, look, this is what it is. I came so that you may have life. If uh, you don't want it, then, that's on you. But I love you enough to lay my life down, bring it back up, and here now you may have. He never put any laws, nothing in place. That wasn't at all. So my thing is, is, is in Christians of the Holland, if you support abortions, that's murder, you going to hell. Uh, not necessarily. Because... Well, one I could ask What's for the treatment great... to an ectopic pregnancy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can ask for grace and I can ask for forgiveness. One and two, the bigger thing is, man, I can never tell a woman to do anything with her body. Same difference as she can't tell me what to do with my body. Say, say, you know what I'm saying? We want vasectomies, right? They say, nah, you can't have a vasectomy, you gotta have these kids. Whole, I bet you a whole bunch of men are be in the uproar right now. You hear me? <laughs> yup. I bet you a whole bunch of you, how you going to tell me what to do with my... Straight up. Exactly. So I, 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 that's that's it's, it's, it's smoking mirrors and, and BS to roll back other laws that's coming. You know, and, and, and it's going to come. They're going to try to do it. That's... um, They've really politicized this whole thing, man, and, and and now we got the faith-based community pushing behind them, hollering, hey, you murder. Murder is a sin. Guess what? Gluttony's a sin. Drinking too much is a sin. Lying is a sin. <laughs> 
So let's let's look at it across the board. Let's not just pin, point our finger at one thing, man, and, and, and look at it like, ah, you support murder. I, I actually don't. I'm pro-life. But I don't feel like I should be able to choose what anybody does with their body. Jesus didn't do that. That's the difference. The biggest difference between what you're saying and what a lot of people are openly asking for is multiple things can be true at the same time. You can have your belief system based upon your faith, your history, whatever, and also acknowledge that other people are going to make their own choices. You know, um, one of the things that I, I think about often in terms of choice, just from a faith-based standpoint, is God allows us to have our own testimonies. And who are we? I'm not, you know, any topic. So, you know, whatever, any topic you want. But we all have our testimonies, and our testimonies are what make us relatable, what make us um, able to 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 interact with people that aren't always like ourselves, to, to be to be transparent, to be just just so many different things. And um, this topic, specifically the Roe v. Wade thing, I still, I'm a pessimistic American. I relate everything back to money. I follow the money. If, if the science says that white people will be uh, no longer the majority in 2043 and that 60% of abortions are happening to white women, something needs to curtail this. Also, another statistic I read recently, and, and you got you all are going to love this one. If someone was born into and lives in, in in poverty, there is a high probability that their offspring will do the same. Back to what Keith said, you know, these uh, low wage jobs, we need someone to work them because that's how capitalism works. You know, you got to have worker bees. You have to. That's just what it is. You know, COVID, believe it or not, whether people acknowledge the existence of COVID are, are, are not, people have died. Every year in this country, we have working age people retire out of the system, but we've also lost a lot of human lives. And that shortfall is being felt by everyone. And also, you know, the fact that people are now realizing, I don't have to take this. I'm not going to get cussed out for $8 an hour because I didn't wrap your sandwich the way you wanted me to. Right. You're right. not about to do that. If I can sit at home and make 15 doing customer service for, for, for big, big box corporation. I'm going to do that. I don't want to make sandwiches just like you don't want to make sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. And see the other big thing about it, you know, we talk about Roe versus Wade, what that whole case hinged on. And, you know, you can argue about whether or not this is good law or not, but it was, it was the right to privacy on medical procedures. And that's why immediately after Roe versus Wade, they were talking about the decisions that legalized, uh, gay marriage. Um, what was the other one? I think they were talking about contraceptive access and a couple of things that, that really hinged on the right to privacy. One thing they notably left out was uh, interracial marriage, but in theory, gay marriage, mm -hmm. interracial marriage, if you're talking about it from a constitutional rights perspective, um, and that the Constitution doesn't give you a prescribed right to privacy. They're not any different, but they conveniently let that out because Clarence Thomas, let's be honest, is married to a white woman, so he has no interest in going that. for that one. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're talking about Roe versus Wade, kind of like, Mike, what you said, multiple things can be true at once. Um, legal abortion does not force anybody to have an abortion, and making right. abortion illegal is not right. going to stop people from having abortions. Uh, I'm personally, I'm waiting it just for makes the it more congressmen to start showing up in blue states with their mistresses to get abortions. But more Fact. realistically, the thing that concerns me is, and I asked this question earlier, what's the treatment to an ectopic pregnancy? A pregnancy where the embryo implants anywhere other than the uterus. It's an abortion. There is no other treatment. They're talking about, oh, we can reimplant it. No, you can't. Um, untreated ectopic pregnancy leads in a rupture of the uterine walls or the fallopian tubes, something. Sepsis, the woman dies, period. Like that, that, that's how that goes. Mm -hmm. So you outlaw all abortions, everything like that. Now you're consigning a number of, a great, large number of women to death, period. I personally knew at least two people that had ectopic pregnancies. Um, so, and this is the last thing I'll say about this one. You know, we talk about this, everybody on this call is, I keep calling like I'm at work. Um, we're all, you know, Christians, either by tradition You're gonna stop or trying us. convert later on in life. I know. <laughs> but we talk about like it's, like it's some kind of dichotomy. Like there's just this struggle between Christianity and like, I don't know, atheism slash, you know, paganism, all this kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. There's many hundreds of religions in this country. 
Um, mm. First Amendment guarantees a right uh, to freedom of religion in this country and uh, freedom from compulsion by a state religion. Because let's rewind the tape way, way back. What did the European colonists come over here for? The pilgrims, what were they running from? That's what it was established State for. religion. They were they running know. from the Church of England, which was the state religion. Major so facts. when you start going back here, legislating all these morality laws saying, hey, we're doing this because they're a Christian nation. No, first of all, we weren't founded to be a Christian nation. Were a lot of the founders Christians? Yeah. A bunch of them were Masons. A bunch of them were slaveholders of a whole lot of stuff that doesn't line up with the Christian tradition. But the point of the matter is we were founded to be a secular nation because we didn't want to be subject to the tyranny of religion from the state. So now that doesn't mean that we can't be culturally Christian or whatever have you and that kind of stuff. But when you start making these laws that say, hey, based we're going to run this based on one religion, you're you're destroying what this nation was based on. Come on. And uh, one of the, the challenges to this whole, you know, state level restriction on abortion is um, there's a Jewish rabbi down in South Florida right now that's trying to get a case before the Supreme Court that says, hey, I have a constitutional right to exercise my religion. That includes abortions if it threatens the life of the mother or, you know, whatever reasons there are inside the, the Talmud and in the Jewish tradition. So if this is about religious freedom, what do you say about that one? Facts. Facts. I love that. Oh, this was heavy. I tried to bring some comedy to it. Y'all got me worked up. Yeah, dude. Renzi just went all lawyer and law and order on us. Um, You know, man, a lot of good things were said tonight. And um, I'm glad that we're back and that we're able to have a safe space for us to be able to express our opinions on on these topics. And so um, to all of our listeners, you know, that that tune into this, uh, first and foremost, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for sticking with us and, and, and being by our side, uh, especially during this uh, this brief hiatus, the, 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 sure. this uh, extended vacation we took. So, um, but then also, you know, thank you for just, you know, being able to listen to our platform and, and, and hear our voices. I mean, at the end of the day, we just, you know, four brothers who, who love each other that, you know, just using this space as a as a uh, a platform for us to be able to express ourselves and and hopefully have have it enlighten or bring a smile or or a laugh to to someone else that's uh, listening so um we, we just want to say thank you to all of you guys so um and with that being said you know we still are always looking for feedback um anything that you guys want us to talk about always feel free to reach out to us uh we have several social media outlets um, first being Facebook, you can stop by our page at FYF pod. Um, you can also contact us on our email address, FYFpod at gmail.com. And we, we got a new number. We got a new number because y- your boy was messing up and, and lost his, uh, his Google voice number. So, uh, shout out to, to my boy, Mike, for, 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 you know, filling in, uh, our new number is my hometown, Tampa Bay. Tampa uh, Bay. Phone number is 813-644-9606. Feel free to drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the show, um, any topics you want us to talk about, um, and just, you know, just show some love. So, uh, man, you guys are always a blessing on to me, and uh, I appreciate the friendships that we've established throughout these years. Um, Any closing remarks from from anybody? Anybody got anything they want to share? Hey man, I just say, man, y'all be y'all be blessed out there. Be careful, be safe, man. Uh, try to bring some joy to somebody else besides yourself. You know what I'm saying? For real. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey man, this wraps up our our our, our comeback show. And so uh, again, man, thank y'all for listening in, and look forward to the next one. Y'all take care. Everybody, welcome back to your favorite new podcast. It's your boy Keith B with another episode of F Your Feelings Podcast Statement. That's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, friendship, and everything in between. We have an obligation, you know, amongst ourselves as as we obtain this knowledge, we have to pass it down. I often wonder how would I move different in those type settings. You know, we, we never had no liquor in the house or no wine, so like, you know, <laughs> we was, we believed in holiness. <laughs> Just eating inside this one room with four black men of roughly the same generation or adjacent generations. We 
come at that a completely different way. The things I pray for, I pray for all, every day I pray for when I'm making a decision, I pray for the Lord to make it clear, make it plain, make it obvious. 